Welcome back to Young and Getting Wiser. I'm your host, Caitlin, and as always, thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. Today, I'm joined with no one. I'm sitting on my floor right now with my kitten in front of me, very casual, because I feel like I haven't recorded a sit-down, one-on-one, chatty episode in forever. And if it's your first time here, you're probably like, I have no idea what we're talking about. So the past four weeks, I've been giving you guys guest interviews, part one, part two, part one, part two. So we did an esthetician episode. And then we also did a personal fitness coach certified trainer episode. So if you haven't checked those out, go ahead and check them out. For you guys, it's been four weeks. For me, it's been six weeks. So those episodes were very backlogged. The point of me saying this is that we have so much to catch up on. I feel like it's been a crazy whirlwind of events in my personal life. So I was looking through my list of what I could possibly talk about, what's coming to mind, what do the people want to hear, yada, 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 what can I speak most knowledgeably on, all that stuff. And then it occurred to me, I should do my episode on my arch nemesis, the concept of perfectionism. Because I definitely hold myself to that standard so much and seeing the negative effects of it, especially over the last couple of weeks for me. And so I just want to share what I've been going through, speak vulnerably and authentically on how that has shown up in the making of this podcast, in my personal life, and steps that I'm going to take and maybe that if you're struggling with the same thing, you can also take to try and avoid that. So before we dive in, you're probably like, okay, your life's busy, like, what's been going on? Or you're like, you don't even care. Regardless, I'm gonna tell you. So basically, in September, oh, that's my text. In September, I started my very first full-time job, and this was the second week of September. That's one big thing, and obviously, that's a humongous thing. It's my first full-time job out of college. First, like, okay, this is permanent. You're working nine to five, and this is the rest of your life. So lots that came from that. The job itself, I love it. I love my company. Nothing to say there. It's been so fun. Great people so far. However, when it comes to the personal side of it and building the routine around it, it's kind of been a process. You know, I'm being patient with myself. It's very much like what you make it, and that's probably like the most common sense thing I've ever said. But like, for example... I've talked about this before on the podcast, so I won't go too into it, but I am still in the process of trying to wake up early and go to the gym before work. And it's kind of like one of those things where if you really set your mind to it, you can do it, yada, yada, yada. I need my sleep. I don't operate off of no sleep, and I know some people that can do that very well. I'm not really one of them. It's been a bigger challenge in that sense. So I'm waking up at 6 a.m., trying tomorrow for 5 a.m., which is pushing it for me. My whole point in saying this is it's those little steps that I'm realizing are fully up to you. You're having to do it. You're having to decide. And if you don't decide to take that initiative, you're not going. Like, you're not having anyone keeping you accountable anymore except for yourself. So with that being said, that's been a really big lesson just in these past couple of weeks. Second lesson I've been noticing in terms of it's up to you. When you work from home, it is entirely up to you how you're going to operate around that. And obviously, you follow your company's schedule. Like, you do everything that you're supposed to do on your contract. I'm talking 
you're deciding if you're putting on real clothes that day or pajamas that day and then that'll probably set the tone for your day. Sometimes I have to wear shoes around the house if I'm doing chores. I know you're not supposed to wear shoes inside but when I'm doing chores sometimes I'll put the shoes on and it just makes me feel like I have something to be doing and more productive. So I'm trying to compare it to that when you put the work clothes on or maybe not work clothes when you're working from home but you know just a a nice sweater or I don't really know who's wearing jeans when working from home if you do you're really bold for that but just some stuff that would make you look a little bit appealing if someone were to see you in person you know that's up to you and if you don't want to do it that's so fine I've been noticing for myself, it just depends on my mood that day. You know, sometimes I'm like, I need to wear something or else I'm going to be totally tired today and just out of it, not wanting to do my stuff after work. And some days I'm like, I'm really comfy in the sweatpants and sweatshirt kind of vibe. Another thing I just thought of was your errands after work if you have to do those. So say you have to go grocery shopping. That's up to you. If you're feeling lazy Like, you don't have to go, but you're going to regret it and you're going to reap the effects of it. This is all such common knowledge. It's all common sense. It's basic common sense. But you know, when you start doing it and it just shows up so much more, that's kind of what I've been hit with recently. And I've known this. I knew going into it. Everyone knows it going into it. It's just interesting. I find a lot of things interesting when it comes to this kind of stuff. Aside from working, what have I been up to? Well, if you caught this at the beginning of the episode, I got a kitten and she is sitting right in front of me. She's the cutest thing on earth. Her name is Kaya. We found her at this farm. We ended up adopting her and it's just been such joy ever since and she fills my heart with joy and happiness. But oh my gosh, guys, is taking care of a kitten a lot of work. Like, okay, so I've never had a puppy. I've never had a dog that I've taken care of solely myself. Of course, I had the family dog, but I've never had the puppy experience. And I know that's 10,000 times harder than a kitten. Kittens are still a lot of work, obviously. But oh my God, like giving credit to anyone who's had a puppy in a very busy time of their life. And I hope that puppy was still taken care of well and everything. But it's a lot of work. Kaya will jump around my room, like climbing the walls, jumping off of things. She used to chase my feet when I'd be like under the covers. She would tackle my feet, like bite through it and it would just hurt. The non-cat people out there are probably just wincing at the sound of having an annoying cat around, but she's annoyingly cute and I love her to death and her annoyingness is kind of wearing off. I think it's just kind of like having a toddler where all they do is ask why and ask questions and run around and destroy things, but it's a cute little cat you can cuddle and who doesn't talk. (laughs) Another recent thing that just happened like um, two days ago, one day ago, I dyed my hair and this is kind of the first time I've dyed my hair a dramatic color. I've always done the blonde balayage kind of look since I was, I think, let's say in high school, I would always get the blonde balayage. Girl, I went cowboy copper. I went red, brown. I'm like this middle ground between red, copper, and brown. My stylist, when she whipped out this color, she combined all these different things. And of course, I know nothing about color like saying this. So it was really impressive to me. She whipped out all these things. I showed her what I liked. Stylists are doing God's work. They know how to get it in. They know how to give you what you want. But with that being said, I've had a very challenging time 
adjusting to this and there's this thing called seasonal color analysis where your clothing that you wear kind of complements your contrast to your hair, your eyebrows, your skin tone, all that stuff, your eye color. I'm now a completely different hair color and I've already noticed that the colors that I'm used to wearing, let's say navy blue, for example, it doesn't look as good with the red hair or with the red brown that I have going on. And it's really frustrating. I just came back from shopping and I got a couple pieces of clothing and it's more cream because all I own is cream. I did want more color in my life, but I feel like with this new hair color, I can't do the color in my life, you know? So this is a blabber that I know isn't gonna appeal to everyone listening, but it's a huge thing. It's like dyeing your hair is like a new era for girls. You kind of enter a new character that you're unlocking or a new personality that you're kind of bringing on. I feel like it makes me look a little edgy and you know going into fall I'm like okay let me look a little edgy. I'm sure this is gonna fade out in a few weeks and then it won't be edgy anymore but yeah it's been crazy with this new hair. It literally hasn't. I literally got it two days ago but I'm excited for the pieces that I put together with this hair and the looks I put together with it because it's exciting for me. Just never had it before. It feels like since I've started all this new just newness in my life in the past just six weeks. I've gotten so many new pieces of clothing and shoes and hair products and all this new stuff that I'm like, okay, I'm excited for who I'm blooming into being. Do you know what I got in the mail today? I was opening the package and I was like, pause. I just received heels and they're black pointed toe kitten heels. Like they're cute very businessy, can be corporate, can be casual, my business card, and I got a business cash shirt too, and I'm just like, who is this? I'm kind of into it though, like it's a cool, cool ass transition, and I think my entire premise of relaying all these updates to you, me talking corporate lingo, saying all these updates to you as a listener is to just express the nuance of life comes when you don't even expect it, Yes, I expected this job. I applied for it. I knew when I was starting. But I'm talking about all the little things that you hear constantly are going to happen or you're excited for. They just start flowing and it falls into place. And you're like, wait, this is this momentum is picking up. I see who I'm blooming into. I see what's happening in my life. I see the opportunities in front of me. And it's really cool. I want to shift gears a little bit to talk about perfectionism and how that has also shown up with all of the goodness that's been happening I have been noticing this little shadow in the corner that is perfectionism. And I'm just going to be real. I've noticed it with this podcast. I've noticed it with my performance at work. So I'll start with the podcast. I've been trying to put out stuff that I know people want to hear. Keeping up with the Instagram amid everything going on in my life. There's tons of stuff happening in everyone's life that they don't always share. And it's kind of crazy how hard like keeping up with an Instagram is and I of course I love it it's so fun like I love making a pretty feed but it seems like the business side of Instagram I noticed this when I started doing it for a job too for the social media management it's so hard to keep up with there's always a new algorithm trick there's always a new hack right now the current thing fun fact if you're trying to grow on Instagram you make a reel And then you make it like four seconds long and then your caption is what has all the information in it. 
personally as a viewer I see that I get so frustrated because I'm like okay now all my suggested posts are going to be about this one because I replayed this person's video 10,000 million times that's the trick and there's always a new trick there's always something new it's just weird like being on the business side of it just like showing transparency here it's definitely a lot to keep up with but it's a it's a nice challenge for sure and in that I've noticed that I'll find myself trying to be a certain way or come off a certain way when it comes to the businessy things and the promotions and everything like that that I'm putting out there for the podcast I took a step back recently and I'm like why is perfection what I'm striving for for the production side of this podcast like why is it that when the audio isn't good I get down on myself and I catch myself getting frustrated over that it honestly is just a matter of realizing that catching it in the act and then being like all right it's not that deep I think there's my values I find a lot of beauty and authenticity but it's been really interesting to see kind of a clash when it comes to what I'm putting out there versus what I'm holding myself accountable for and like what actually is happening. It's easy to get stuck in the idea of perfectionism, especially in something that you're making. So whether you're a graphic designer, you're a music producer, you're an artist, you're a podcast producer, even in your job, if you're an athlete, if you're a gym rat, literally anything, there's perfectionist standards that you can fall into so easily. It's really hard to come out of if you don't have the awareness of it. And I feel like the only thing that you can really do to find that awareness is just like observe your daily activity. I don't think there's a book you can read to be like, oh, I'm a perfectionist. I have seen one, but I didn't really think it'd be a good read. I mean, if you have one, let me know, like I'll read it. But I feel like there could be a good journal entry on perfectionism. Let's look it up real quick. A live Pinterest search. I've done one of these Pinterest searches on my podcast before, but I just haven't let you guys know that I was doing it. So I found one and it says, can you find moments where your inner critic's voice might be helpful or supportive? Think about those. It also says, how does your inner critic make you doubt yourself and fear failure? What can you do to set goals that are more realistic and possible for you? That's like the SMART goals thing that Jordan O'Connor talked about in our last episode. Go check that out. How do these high expectations affect how you feel and your mental health? See, okay, that one right there. That one is the one that made me realize I was setting the bar a little too high in certain areas of my life. We'll go back to the podcast example. I almost didn't record this episode because I was like, well, I want to give a very high production. Like, I want it to be something very factual, very dishing advice. But again, as I've mentioned, this episode's a nice little refresh, a nice little challenge because it's none of those things. This is very real. It's open. I'm recording it in one sitting and I'm breaking that mindset that the delivery has to be 100% all the time. I'm trying to implement more 80-20 rules in my life. There's a learning curve and it doesn't always have to be go, 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 go. Because we all know from data, from scientific things, but also from just seeing people in our lives, our mothers usually, I feel like it's a lot of women. When you're burnt out and you really are just overloading your schedule and overloading yourself and your mental health is breaking because of all of it, no one wins. No one's happy. The people around you are mad because you're probably unattentive, you're frustrated, you're stressed. But most importantly, you're feeling 
like shit. So with that being said, let's let go of the perfectionist tendencies. At a dinner table the other day, I was asked what's one thing I love about myself and one thing I'm working on. And the thing I said I was working on was perfectionism. And that's kind of where the inspiration for talking about this on the podcast came from as well. Aside from just being honest with you guys and letting you know like, oh, this is the podcast, this is where it comes from. It's like, okay, I'm going to put what I want into practice. I'm going to start practicing what I preach and then see where it takes me. I dropped a Q&A in this episode, so if you ever struggle with perfectionism, let me know how. Let me know how it showed up for you and what you learned from it. It can be a range of things for everyone and it's probably different for everyone, but I'm curious. So if you see that Q&A button, if you're on Spotify, go ahead and let me know. And if you're not on Spotify, you can also do that in the Instagram DMs at Young and Getting Wiser. Because I'm really curious and I want to hear from you guys. That's what matters most is I want to make this a two-way conversation, not just a one-way. Obviously, I'm talking about myself a lot this episode, but overall, it's a two-way conversation. It's a two-way street and these topics wouldn't be here without a dialogue, you know? Circling back to perfectionism and how it can show up for most people, I noticed the second highest amount of perfectionist tendencies in my job. So I just started this job, right? This is my first job full-time out of college. I already caught myself striving for way more than I think I can actually handle and just putting these expectations on myself that is way higher than what I think my boss would even consider, you know? And I've talked to many of my girlfriends. A lot of them are in the same exact boat you know, we all just graduated college. We're all in these first jobs. I have some friends in graduate school. And a common theme that I noticed is that we're all trying to be in a certain place that we eventually know we're going to get to way too fast. Not giving ourselves that patience and the understanding that it's okay if it takes you more than two damn months to get where you want to be, you know? We're so used to grind culture being like, oh, go fast. If you don't get it in a month, your results are fake or like your results don't count. Get those results ASAP. Okay, high school is a common denominator. You go back to high school and you're like, what did I accomplish over those four years? What did I learn about myself? What did I know senior year that I didn't know freshman year? Even just high school, it's an immense amount of information. It's an immense amount of self-awareness and self-discovery times that by five for college, and then times that by 20 for being in the workspace and just being a full-grown adult, starting to do things on your own and really taking that independence. It's like we're holding ourselves to these standards that I don't think the people above us are holding us to, but the whole point is give yourself more patience, give yourself more credit because you're probably doing way more than you're crediting yourself to be doing. So I told you there had to be some advice in this episode because it wouldn't be a Young and Getting Wiser episode if there wasn't, but I kind of want to switch gears again and I want to go into something more fun, more light, more flirty. So I'm going to talk about my favorite things right now. And like, this is giving YouTube in 2013 or 2010 even, but I had a lot of fun telling you guys the books that I recommended in the self-help episode. So I want to go into like what I've been liking, what I bought, because remember I said I've bought so much, so many pieces of clothing, but I've also invested in a lot of other things in the past couple of weeks. So I'm just going to go into some of that. Starting off at number one, 
I got a standing desk from Amazon. It was like $150, $200. Definitely an investment. Put it together. It took me like an hour and a half. Felt like Bob the Builder. But this standing desk has already helped me so much with my sitting pains. And I swear I worked like one week and I'm like, oh, I can't sit anymore. Nine to five is hurting me. It's giving me tech neck. But actually though, I can't and it just hurts my legs and it hurts my back. And I think it's the office chair I have, but that's a whole different story. So I got a desk instead of getting a new office chair. And the standing desk, it like automatically rises up and lowers down. It's really nice. And it makes the space look really nice too. And it's just, oh, mwah. chef's kiss, best purchase ever. Second best purchase ever, same category. I got a treadmill for under my desk. Can you tell I got paid? Like this was my first paycheck. <laughs> treadmill goes under my desk. I'm walking, I'm typing, I'm being productive. Let me tell you this third thing. Hold your chairs. I got an ergonomic keyboard and ergonomic mouse. And I'm laughing because who the hell gets all this stuff to work from home? Like I literally have been working for a month. Like, can I chill? No, I can't. I actually can't. But with all the stuff, I've gotten so much satisfaction out of using it. It's made me feel more healthy. It's, I think, become more healthy when it comes to, you know, the work day. Because I'm one of those people, when I start working, I'm not going to step away. Like, I need something to physically pull me out because I just go neck deep. I almost said something else. Word of advice, if you're interested in the Underdesk treadmill, look on Facebook Marketplace first. I almost bought one from there. I didn't because I found one for cheaper on Amazon, but like both have great options and we're not, we're going to be toning our legs during work. Can you imagine that? It's amazing. So those are my first two favorites. <laughs> Third favorite, also an Amazon purchase. It's literally not even like that big of a deal. It's not that cute, but I got a shoulder bag from Amazon, plain black, kind of like a pleather material. I've just been wearing it everywhere and it has a cute little gold zipper and I just love it and it just makes me feel more elevated because I've been wearing this black fanny pack for the longest time. If you know me, you know exactly what I'm talking about and I'm glad to kind of just update it and not wear that thing anymore. This one's pretty new for me because it's never been a usual, but I recently got into candles. I'm like becoming a real adult now. But I had to get one because of my kitten for litter boxes in my room, and obviously it doesn't smell the best. Home Goods has been hooking me up. I've gotten a couple fall-scented ones, some vanilla. I love vanilla scent. It's just been so nice. I've been loving the candles. That's been a favorite, and I know it might be a basic one, but it's like I've never really gotten into them. I really want to do one of those candle-making classes. Those seem really fun. Next on the list, I'm holding it right now. CoverGirl Clean and Fresh Yummy Gloss. If you get this, ooh, that was like ASMR. <laughs> it's a huge wand and it's just like, it's everything it's described. It's yummy gloss. I just put it on, I think you could hear that, but it's just the best. They have great colors. If you get the bright red or dark purple one, it'll get your lips looking right and it's a little bit plumping, but not too overbearing. It's perfect. Next thing, waffles. I get the From the Grain, I think, brand. Let me look this up for you guys. Okay, so not From the Grain, literally at all. It's called Nature's Path Organic, and I get the, the dark chocolate chip gluten-free waffles, or they have a berry flavor one that's also very good. Those have been so amazing in the morning. If you're like, I don't want toast, I don't want a bagel, but I do want a waffle, get a waffle. Just don't cook it for too long because it really... 
it gets a little hard but it's been really really good and I can't believe I'm talking about liking a fucking waffle on my podcast but <laughs> like this is what this episode is next one's a very specific picture getting ready for bed laying in bed opening my ipad turning on a stand-up comedy show having the sunset lamp on relaxing just watching the comedy show all ready for bed and then turning it off and just going to sleep like nothing has been hitting as good as that recently and it's something that i'm sure half the population does but like i've been loving it i've been loving it i've been living for it last thing and this one's probably the worst out of all of them but the best in the same sentence um pumpkin baked goods don't shoot me but i made these pumpkin overnight oats they were so good pumpkin puree oats chia seeds almond milk and i think honey oh maple syrup not honey mix it up put it overnight it is a great little snack in the morning it's super filling and then i also made these pumpkin chocolate chip muffins and those are really good too i still have a ton maybe someone special will get a little muffin but it's been great i've been loving the oh almost forgot i i did make a pumpkin spice latte unfortunately i did but I didn't do a Starbucks moment. I did making it at home with pumpkin puree, almond steamed milk, steamed almond milk, not almond steamed milk, um, coffee, obviously. You blend it up, add pumpkin pie spice, blend it up some more, cinnamon, either over ice or you just make it hot. Sprinkle some more cinnamon on top and mmm, mmm, mmm. I've been loving all the pumpkin recipes and I want to keep doing more because fall is my favorite season. I guess that's my last, my last favorite. It's just been great. So I've been blabbering this entire episode and I hope this has been comforting to someone who just needs like some presence there, you know? Like sometimes I'll play podcasts when I'm folding my laundry and I just need someone to be talking. I just need someone in the room. So that's what this episode is for. So as much as I'd love to keep blabbering, I need to eat dinner. It's 9 p.m. and I'm expecting myself to wake up at 5 a.m. tomorrow. We'll see if that happens. I don't think it will but maybe because I said this, it will. So thank you so much for tuning in today. Whether it's your first episode and you're like, I've never been here. This is my first one. What are you talking about? Welcome. If you've been here, thanks for coming back. I've had so much fun filming this one today and I hope you got some enjoyment out of it. If you have any comments or questions or anything of that nature, shoot me a DM at Young and Getting Wiser on Instagram. That's where I'm most active. That's our little messaging platform. That's where you get updates. So go follow it if you're not already. YouTube isn't up to date. Sorry, it's not up to date yet, but I will update it soon. And that is about all I have. My name is Caitlin and this was Young and Getting Wiser. Have a great rest of whatever time of day it is for you. See you next Thursday.